You are now listening to The Perfect Prana with Kaya Ann. What's poppin'? What's good? Hello, my friends. You are listening to The Perfect Prana Show on 88.1 FM WCRX, also available on Apple and Spotify. I'm Kaya Ann, your host and a yoga instructor on the Chicago scene, and I'm very happy and blessed to be here with you guys today. If you love yoga, this is the perfect place to be, and if you do not love yoga, this is still the perfect place to be because we have the usual up for you guys. We have the yoga news where I talk about what's going on in the world of yoga, yoga controversies. Sometimes if it's like a national day or something. (laughs) Yoga Heels, where I bring on a special guest and have a conversation with them about their practice. And the weekly wellness challenge. But before we get into all of that, let's center ourselves. Let's take this moment to go inward. Let's take this moment to focus on our breath, our prana. Prana translating to breath as in the breath of life, our energy source, our life force with many translations. But let's focus on that for a minute. So no matter where you're at, whatever you're doing, you're sitting down, you're sitting on the couch, you're sitting on the floor, you're laying in your bed, or you're driving in your car, going on a walk, you know, you know, it could be anything. If you're sitting down, then sit up nice and tall, lengthen your spine, or if you're laying down, maybe just lay long, (laughs) you can lengthen your spine and lay down, creating just a nice line of energy from your tailbone to your crown so breath can effortlessly flow through you maybe plant your feet onto the ground i know that's not possible for everybody but just just maybe and lately i've been doing this (laughs) to help me release tension from my shoulders so everybody just take a deep breath in shrug your shoulders all the way up to your ears And then exhale to drop them down like, and just imagine me dropping down my shoulders intensely. And we could do that one more time. Inhale to shrug your shoulders up. And then exhale to just drop them down. Good. Feel stillness in your entire body. The only thing moving is our belly with our breath. Go ahead and push out all your breath. Take a nice slow inhale through your nose. Fill up your belly like a balloon. And then exhale. Let out that sigh like (sighs) pooling in your belly button. Make it the longest sigh possible. Push out all the air possible. Inhale through your nose right into your belly, into your rib cage, into your lungs. Exhale, let out that sigh, making it long and drawn out as possible, pooling in your belly deeply. Inhale through your nose, Let your breath travel to each part of your body, nourishing it. And then exhale with stillness, letting out that sigh, 
relieving tension, releasing anything that is not serving you. Let's take one more deep inhale together. Nice and steady through the nose, filling up your belly, letting the breath travel up your body. Then exhale, sighing, feeling the breath leaving your belly. Let your breath come back to a steady rhythm. I declare centeredness. Let's get on with the rest of the show. Yoga news. Car slams into yoga studio in Orlando. <laughs> it's always Florida, they say. <laughs> no, but seriously, this was crazy. Uh, basically, this driver, they crashed into the studio around like midnight and then they drove away. There was severe damage to the studio. Luckily, nobody was in the studio. It happened at night and uh, people people were shook. They were like, where, where did the driver go? Yikes. Well, it sucks that people's studio was taken away and I hope that they still get to continue their practice because that sucks. Also today for the yoga news, it is National Random Acts of Kindness Day. I feel like a lot of yogis talk about kindness and it's all about uh, having heart chakra, yay, be kind, be loving, embody love, give love, receive love, 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 love. And you know, I'm with it. I'm with the movement. I could use more love. I could use more love. I could give more love for sure. And definitely reflecting on things on my life as this was the week of love. So it was a lot of reflection. Let me tell you that. And I, I'm on this National Day website calendar and I'm, I'm going to read a few of their ideas, things that might be nice to exercise, random acts of kindness, which this is actually February 17th. So the day that this airs, it is a good day to do a random act of kindness and to really embody love and to do things out of love. And I would say definitely for yourself, but definitely for others around you. And I want to think about that. Like, what's something kind I could do for somebody in my life or that I just cross paths with? Mm, let's see pay for somebody's coffee leave a kind note for someone share words of encouragement drop off a load of groceries at the food pantry mail a thank you card get flowers for somebody see we're still in the love mood just smile at somebody i know that's right just look at people and smile that is so important honestly when i feel love like i can feel love in my body those are my best days when i feel love in my entire body everybody that i cross paths with i'm smiling and it's just those are the best days i live for days like those when i am just love is just in me and it's just permeating off of me like those are the best days and i hope that everybody gets to experience that i hope everybody gets to experience love experiencing love almost feels like a human right anyways this will be a short show so don't mind me <laughs> on to the personal yoga news 
February 17th, Saturday, the day that this airs, I will be teaching at Yoga View Community Class, North Elston location at two o'clock. Yay, it's free, free to whoever wants to come. Really building my teaching experience, really building up my practice. I honestly feel like I am pretty happy with my progression as a teacher. From where I started and where I'm at now, I definitely feel like I'm understanding alignment so much more and learning about yoga so much from doing the show and just from being in spaces to learn about yoga. Yeah, whoever wants to come, it would be a good class to come to, you know, as I'm really building. Come have a party with me. Anyways, on to the part everybody is waiting for. Yoga Hills, this week's guest, Deb Weinman. She was actually one of the teachers to lead my yoga teacher training. And I am so appreciative of the energy she brought to the training. She definitely is such a sweet lady. You know, she trained in 2008 and she's been teaching ever since. And her mission is to create a welcoming, brave, inspiring, and judgment-free space where individuals can come together, explore, learn, and experience the transformative practice of yoga. That's pretty accurate. She definitely stuck by that. I, I definitely admire that she teaches all types of communities, and that was very big for her. So yeah, let, let, let's just get on <laughs> with the interview. Thank you so much for coming on my show. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm really good. Thanks. It was just Valentine's Day. Did you, was it a good day? Did you feel the love? It was. Oh, I did feel the love. I, um, I didn't have any expectations. You know, when I used to, when I was younger, it was like, okay, who's going to send me a Valentine gram? Who's going to send me flowers? Uh, what am I going to do? You know, do I have a partner? This Valentine's Day really caught me at a time where I feel very content. <laughs> My husband and I were both really busy. And so we carved out a little time to have a quick dinner. But um, I feel I feel loved. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. I'm so glad that you feel loved. You yeah. deserve and, to and feel I've been practi- I've been practicing a lot of self-love for the last few years, very intentionally. So um, that helps. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so (laughs) the real question that I ask all of my guests is, when did you start practicing yoga and why do you still practice yoga today? Okay, so let's go back uh, 25 years (laughs) ago. I had two small kids. I moved to a new community I left a corporate job. I was grieving the sudden loss of my father. So I kind of had a lot going on and I just quit my job cold turkey. We moved and I was seeking community. And I had dabbled a little bit in yoga, you know, um, when I was living in the city of Chicago. And then I moved up north to the the suburbs and I found a, a yoga studio And I loved the conversations we were having after class. I loved how I felt physically, Um, but also just I early on felt that 
mm, this is, this is, I'm onto something. So I just started taking classes. I had, I put my kids in activities or had babysitters so that I could run to yoga. And it really, it really helped me, um, navigated a busy life as a mom and, um, and make me feel a part of something bigger. So that was like in my early thirties. And then, um, I, when I turned 40, I decided I'm going to, uh, do a teacher training. I didn't know anyone who had done one, um, except one person actually. And I asked her all about it. And, uh, she encouraged me to take a yoga teacher training, a 200 hour. And that was when I was 40. Now I'm fast forward 55. I've been teaching for 15 years and it's kept me, it's kept me going. It's why I'm here. Uh, I really see my yoga practice as a life practice that helps me navigate, you know, the ups and downs, the inevitable ups and downs. And um, it helps me connect to my heart when I'm on the mat. I practice a variety of styles of yoga, but when I'm on my mat connected to my breath and movement, I, I connect to my essence in a way that no other activity really helps me do. And so um, it just keeps me, it keeps me authentic. It keeps me understanding myself. Thank you so much for sharing that. I like that. I mean, you touched on connecting to your heart, connecting to your essence. And I really like that you brought up, I mean, why you started practicing was for community, um, because that is something that is very important and that a lot of people are looking for these days. I guess, do you have any advice? Like, let's say somebody you know, is looking to find community through yoga and okay, I'm just going to go to this yoga class at this yoga studio. How do you really build community there and like feel like you're a part of the community? Because it's like, I could go to a class and then like, it's like, okay, <laughs> there you right. and then bye. <laughs> like, totally. It can be really intimidating. Um, actually, that's why um, a lot of the time, a lot of my time I spend bringing yoga to different communities, people who wouldn't normally come into a yoga studio, um, because I do understand that it's kind of, they're hard to find. Um, and it can be intimidating if you don't have a friend to go with. Um, but I can say that I, and, and so many, so many of the teachers, uh, that, you know, I'm, I'm with on a daily basis, we all strive to create really welcoming, safe, spaces that everyone feels welcome. And I always ask when I, or I always suggest when I start a class that um, people turn to the person next to them and say, hello, I really feel like I have a little hashtag yoga friends are the best friends. You know, you don't have to know anything about them. Age, age doesn't matter where they're from, what they do, but we're all here to just feel better and do better. And so that immediately creates a bond. And um, yes, I would, any listeners that are thinking about uh, starting a yoga practice, there's also lots of online stuff. So maybe just get a sense of what this practice feels like. There's so many different styles, 
but just, um, you know, find, find a studio and try it out. And, uh, I think that people will find like-minded, like-hearted souls next to them. That is a really good idea to incite community, like in a um, in a yoga class, because I've definitely gone into spaces where it's like, I just didn't talk to anybody. Like, it's just really easy to not talk to people or to not acknowledge people and for people to not really acknowledge you. So it is kind of like, you know, I want to get more comfortable in spaces to where I'm open to everybody and talking to everybody. And then I want to create the space for people to be talking to each other and connecting with each other. So that is a good idea to turn to your neighbor and say hello. (laughs) I might add that to my class sometime if that's on my heart. I guess kind of the next question I wanted to get into was just about, I guess, some of your philosophies. What's something that you carry close to your heart or keep at the forefront of your mind? And then you could also talk about how yoga's impacted that maybe. Oh, okay. Um, my life philosophy is to show up fully, do the best I can. There's a, a great quote by Ram Das, who's a spiritual author and um, luminary that um, says, we're all just walking each other home. And that's always stuck with me you know, we're all just doing the best we can. And so what I can do to make everyone um, around me feel elevated, um, I can do that. And so I really aspire to show up fully and practice kindness (laughs) and compassion and just do the best I can. Um, Yoga uh, yoga is, as you know, um, not only poses, but not only a body practice, but it's also, um, a mind practice practices, a bunch of practices and heart practices. There are, um, beautiful, uh, teachings from like the sacred texts of yoga, the ancient texts that, um, provide guidelines for just higher living. And uh, you may remember from yoga teacher training, um, the yamas and niyamas. There are 10 ways that we can show up in the world. And um, and if we do, we just move towards wholeness. It's not like they're commandments or rules. If you don't do them, you'll be punished. It's more like, here are guidelines so that you can... Um, feel better and move towards wholeness. And so, you know, the first, the first few are kindness or non-harming behavior, truthfulness, um, non-attachment, generosity. So all those qualities, all those guidelines that come from ancient texts in yoga have really helped me stay the course. Is there ever a point where you feel like or where you felt like I'm not doing the best that I can? I could do better. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that also brings me to another um, really important part of my practice is I've really been prioritizing rest and relaxation. And 
even though I thought I was resting and relaxing for all those years, I really wasn't. I was pushing myself. And um, I always say the body doesn't lie. Um, for me, you know, every time I get really sick, I just know, you know, okay, my body's telling me something. And so about five years ago, I got a really bad flu and um, it just took me down. It really took me down. And I, what I realized in retrospect was I was just so depleted and my body was really telling me something. And so that since then, that was really a wake up call. I have been focusing on my own rest, but really helping others rest. Yes. So bring me back to how I could do better. I know when I'm not able to show up fully and I'm really better attuned with what kind of self-care I need in order to show up better. What kind of self-care do you need? <laughs> Out of curiosity. I know, I know. Um, self-care for me really looks like moderation and rest, which is also one of the Brahma, um, brahmacharya, one of the um, the yamas, moderation. I can, in the past, I have found myself just spinning out of control because I'm, I'm, I'm spread too thin. I'm trying to do too many things. And I'm much more conscious now about practicing this idea of moderation, moderating my own energy. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still always trying to find the balance between always. that. Like it's, it's an ongoing journey with that one is doing things in moderation Okay, I guess that was kind of one of my other questions I wanted to know was what were you working on with your practice right now is rest and relaxation. I asked what is like a restful or like a relaxing practice look like to you? And then also when do you challenge yourself or like where's the line between okay, relaxing and okay, like I'm challenging myself, self-improvement. Okay. How do you balance those? Most of the classes I offer here in Chicago are vinyasa flow classes. I was trained in the Ashtanga vinyasa um, style tradition. And so my classes tend to be uh, a slow flow, but a little, a little fire, kind of rigorous, um, kind of to burn through any lethargy and just kind of get the body going. I, for me, yoga helped me, helps me stay strong. I can, um, I tend to like, you know, want to, um, just take the easy way out. So it definitely, um, pushes me physically. And, um, so I really, I really value that practice. Um, more of the restful practices, I like to do at night, um, just different guided meditations, yoga nidra, which is, uh, translated as yoga sleep. It's really just, um, a yoga practice that is so accessible. Anyone can do, you just lie down and listen to a guided meditation that really brings you into a space of deep, deep rest where you can see clearly <laughs> where it's a portal to just clarity so um, yoga nidra, guided meditations, sound healings. I've been um, really getting into sound, 
playing the the um, singing bowls myself. I have a bowl at home and I just, I love the vibrations and um, the tones and just more of a gentle practice at night, restorative. I use a lot of props. So I like to offer them um, either on, uh, they work really well if I'm leading a retreat. So in the afternoon or evening, we would practice a whole restorative practice and maybe end with a guided meditation or sound healing. In the spirit of Valentine's Day, I do want to ask you something is um, when do you feel loved and appreciated the most? And how do you show love and appreciation? Mm. Mm, what a beautiful question. I feel love and appreciated when mm, when I'm sharing yoga with people, when I'm um, either in the seat of the teacher or just in the community practicing together. Like I said, when we first started talking, yoga really helps me connect with my heart. You know, some things you just can't touch or, or see, you got to feel with the heart and yoga helps me do that. And so that's where I can really access the, um, the heart center. I show love, um, just by being myself and yoga helps me get to that place where I can really be myself instead of the narratives or the beliefs or, you know, out outdated uh, thoughts. Yoga helps me really connect with what's true. And that's where I can feel that exchange of love when I'm operating from a place of truth and wholeness. Mm. Truthfulness, another part of <laughs> yoga philosophy. <laughs> that is a good point. Um, <laughs> I guess when the people around you, like some people might not be receptive to yoga. How do you show love to them? Mm. Well, I just, without judgment. I mean, I remember when I first started teaching and some of my friends were, didn't want to, you know, I don't know, for whatever reason they were, um, they were, hesitant to try my classes. And I just knew that they would when they were ready. And so I just did, tried not to have any judgment. Um, and yeah, I feel like um, it's not the only way in to the heart. It's a, for me, it's a way that really uh, works and uh, elevates my life, but there are so many other ways. <laughs> And so I just hope that um, we can still connect through the heart, um, but not necessarily it needs to be on the yoga mat. Right. Um, <laughs> I love that you said that, though. That's been the theme of my life lately. Step out of judgment into curiosity. It's yes. My teacher always says that. And that is really important because I've been recognizing like, Nobody likes to feel judged. <laughs> they don't like to feel judged. And then like, it just doesn't feel good to judge people either. 
Um, mm-hmm. It like, you know, working to understand people and just hold space for people. So that's kind of like, I don't know, been the theme of life lately and considering that it's Valentine's Day. So I just had to ask you that. I honestly, I uh, felt loved in the teacher training by you and the other teachers. And I am really glad that you guys shared that practice with us. So that was the best summer. (laughs) It was a time. I love that. (laughs) No, thank you so much, Deb. I will be putting your website in the show notes. And uh, or if you wanted to say anything or add anything, feel free. But I guess I was going to ask you next, uh, just to lead us through a quick pranayama, your choice. Like, yeah, just a few breaths. Sure, sure. Okay, well, first I want to say before we sit uh, and have a moment together that um, I'm so proud of you and I'm so happy for for you and um, happy for your listeners. I really um, appreciate you prioritizing wellness. When when we're well, we can change the world. We can elevate the world. So thank you for making it more accessible to more people. Thank you so much. For everyone listening, just take a moment to get comfortable. Close your eyes if that's comfortable for you or just soften your gaze. Feel grounded in your base. If you're sitting or standing, just feel the earth below you and reach up through the crown of the head. Just bring your attention inward. Find your breath. Just breathe together a little bit slower than normal. Finish the breath you're on. And take a deep breath in through the nose. Fill up your whole body, expand your heart center with breath. And then exhale slowly through the nose. Inhale through the nose. Pause at the top. Let your heart absorb the vital breath and exhale slowly. One more breath together. Inhale, vitality, love, vibrancy. And exhale, sending that out into the world. Just relax your breath. Slowly open your eyes, taking in your surroundings. And just know that sometimes it just takes three conscious breaths to completely change the trajectory of your day. 
Thank you so much, Deb. Namaste. You're welcome, Weekly wellness challenge. Last week's challenge, in, as if you don't know, we're, you're going to know that I've been following yoga philosophy for my challenges this season. I've been going in order. We did Asteya non-stealing last week and the challenge was to reflect on things that you feel that you are lacking and to affirm that you are abundant because the root of stealing is lacking you know argue with your mom about it if you don't agree whatever but you know from what I've read reflected on Whenever we're stealing, usually it's because we're lacking something. So so think about what you're lacking and to affirm that you're abundant in it or just affirm that you have faith that you can create abundance in this area, that you will be abundant in this area, that you can, you'll do what you need to do to get what you need to get in an honest way. um basically more or less that was the uh that was the challenge and I did reflect on things that I lacked or that I felt that I lacked and boy oh boy oh boy we're not gonna get too personal in here I mean I feel like I get really personal in here but we're not gonna get too personal okay (laughs) it's really interesting how we feel really might affect our behavior at times and just being aware of that is always the first step I feel like change always starts with awareness so even being aware of dang this is how I felt and dang how I've been acting is congruent with how I feel even though in reality this is the circumstance I don't know it was definitely a reflective week to say the least. Anyways, on to this week's weekly challenge. Since we're going in order, Brahmacharya, which translates to the right use of energy. Oftentimes, this one is translated to celibacy or chastity. It really just depends on who you ask. But, you know, okay, I read a little bit about it and I, you know, looked up different sources on the internet. And then I also pulled out my book, Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, interpreted by Lakunda Styles. Brahmacharya translates to behavior that respects the divine as omnipresent. The source on the internet says it translates to behavior which leads to brahman and brahman is the creator in hinduism so the divine and i'm like okay so this is just a lot like how am i going to make a challenge out of this like how can we observe brahmacharya you know what can we actually do to observe this like you know so then i started thinking okay when i think of the divine I think I do think of creator I think of creativity and when I think of like getting in touch with your higher self or embodying the divine in yourself it is being creative creating 
things for yourself and for other people, creating environments, creating life, (laughs) creating, there's just so much to create, you know, everything does start from within ourselves and then we grow it into so much more and that's amazing. But, you know, what can we do for a little small challenge this week? This week, I decided that this week's weekly challenge will be for us to create. I really do feel my highest self when I am creating something, especially when it's good. (laughs) It could be anything you want, just for a couple ideas. You know, if you like to write, even if you don't like to write, you just want to try it out. Maybe you can create a poem. You can write a poem. That's creating. You can write a song. That's creating. You could draw a picture. That's creating. Me, personally, how I like to create, I like to cook. I like to make meals, really good meals for myself to my, you know, what I think is good. This week, maybe I will create a meal that's not my go-to. Maybe, you know, normally I'm just like a beans, rice, cabbage kind of girl. (laughs) Maybe this week I'll I'll create a salad. (laughs) I'll make a salad or something. I don't know. There's just so many ways to create. It could be writing or some form of photography. You can create your own yoga flow. If you're the type of person where you usually get your practice on the internet or at a class, maybe Try creating your own yoga flow this week. Maybe you can design something. No, just something where you're tapping into your creative energy. Because I do feel like that is something that leads us a little bit closer to Brahman or our divine, our divine energy. That's just my opinion, though, and I feel like that's uh that's only a start. That. <laughs> That's like the surface of behavior that's in line or leads to Brahman or that respects Brahman. But I definitely feel like one of the first steps is to just create, create something, you know, create more, consume less, balance it out. We, We consume a lot. So let's create something even if we consume the things that we create let's create it you know just at least one thing this week there is complete freedom with this by the way you know whatever you have if you already have a creative hobby or something and i just say practice that and embody your divine your divinity when you are doing your creative hobby if you don't just i say try something out try something that's creative it feels like you have to be creative to do this just try it out you know anyways that's the show it was a short show this week um but before we go you know i always like to end with a quote and i chose this quote in relationship to last week because i did touch on enlightenment a little bit and I don't know, I just wanted to read something out of a book (laughs) about enlightenment. Um, This is Yoga Beyond Belief, Ganga White, and it was one of my books from teacher training, but basically 
the quote is, enlightenment is not a place we get to nor an attainment, but an endless journey of seeing, learning, awakening, and reawakening. And let me tell you, that deeply resonates with me. (laughs) And I don't know who else that resonates with, but you know, anyways, it's been lovely talking with you guys this week. This is the Perfect Prana Show on 88.1 FM WCRX, available on Apple and Spotify. And with that being said, may the divinity within me bow to the divinity within you. Namaste.